0: Welcome to the Travel Stories Podcast, where we bring you immersive, inspiring, and international travel stories of freedom and adventure from travellers around the world. Here is your host, Hayden Lee. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Hayden's Travel Journal. Three things to get to today before we get to the journal. It won't be as long as last time's. The first thing... I love getting emails from you guys. You know this. This isn't news. I love getting emails and tweets and all the wonderful things. So today I got an email of Billy, and he explained to me his situation, and I related so much to so many things that he said, I thought I'd send him a voice message or voice recording instead of just emailing, you know, messaging back. So I did that, and I really enjoyed it. Man, it was so much fun. So send me through some emails, and I might reply with a bit of voice. It was so much fun. And, uh, yeah, send me some voice emails. Can you do that? Voice emails? Is that a paradox or an oxymoron? Who knows? Anyway, second thing. As you know, I'm going to Brazil. And what I'm going to be doing there is doing some Snapchatting. At the moment, I'm learning what Snapchat is and how to do it. So I'm doing that. That's at Travel Stories UK on Snapchat. So I'll be snapping or chatting i don't know but i'll be doing that also i'll be doing some facebook live videos so head over to facebook search for travel stories podcast or go to facebook.com slash travel stories podcast and uh like us on there man i should really get to know all these words like us on there and uh yeah i'll be doing some live videos on there so that'll be fun you can comment and say what are you doing man put a shirt on you know third thing Today, we have on Cody Crab. Cody is our composer, and man, I can't say enough good things about Cody. The guy is a legend. He's the composer in a number of full-length films, YouTube channels, and shorts. And if you've been listening to The Travel Stories, you know exactly what he does and how good at it he is. So, I've got Cody on the line. Cody, how you going, man? Great. Doing well. Awesome. Awesome. How's your day
1: been so far? Really good. Just working on some more music uh, for another client this morning
0: that's what i like to hear man doing what you do best oh yeah absolutely love it man so for the listeners cody as i mentioned is our composer he has written scores for the for the show for oh quite when was it it was quite some time ago that uh that we got you on board right
1: sorry yeah it was about um two months ago yeah yeah
0: that sounds about right yeah man it was one of the best decisions that i think i've ever made Well, it's fun to work with. It's you've definitely been one of my favorite
1: clients I've ever had. Let alone just, I mean, I enjoy writing for these little shorter, shorter stories. So,
0: oh, so Mr. Burroughs, God, I I do declare you're (laughs) making me blush, man. Anyway, (laughs) I wanted to talk about the score for the last episode, which is my episode, and man, when when that score got sent through to me and I listened to it, I'm like this is it man this is it like it is exactly it's more than what i had in my head it's it's man amazing score thank you very much for that (laughs) well thank you i mean it's just kind of
1: funny because i um with some of these stories it just feels like the i can't quite explain it the energy stays about at the same level Mm. um but in this one it was just a roller coaster (laughs) i mean it was like going back and forth it was like Oh, and then we have five minutes until we until we leave to go rafting. And then there's all this energy of the rapids building up. It was like us listening to a song, honestly. Just like
0: the way it was kind of fluctuating and moving around and everything. So, how do you... I've always wondered, how do you write these scores? Like, what what do you start with and do you go right? Well, this one's kind of spanish feel, so I'll go Spanish. And do you listen to it first? How do you do it, man?
1: Well, I'm... It, this is this is kind of interesting. I mean, it really depends on the score. Um, but I'll just kind of my, my normal way of doing things is I'll get this actual story itself. Um, I'll listen to it once. Um, usually by then, I kind of have a feel of what it should maybe sound like a little bit. Mm. Um, and then I'll go back through and kind of mark if there's a specific thing I want to hit. For example, um, a really good example of that in the last one was when your raft tipped over. Mm. And it had this kind of crazy build. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of like it's a bunch of instruments and then it fell off everything so in in most stories it's not really quite that dramatic um, but if there's a specific point that I want to hit like for comedy reasons or whatever then yeah I'll, I'll mark it like that the second <laughs> time
0: yeah man that's one of my favorite things as well if there's like a if there's a punchline in one of the in one of the stories there's always the, like the music stops or something to give the punchline the room and then it comes back in and oh man it just adds so much
1: it, I, that's, I mean, as a musician, um, now I, when I watch movies or listen to stuff without music, I can kind of, um, I can't even imagine. I mean, the, the classic example that I always hear from my professors and everything at school is, uh, E.T., um, uh, the movie E.T., mm. Uh when he, when they're doing that scene where they fly in front of the moon on the bike. Yeah um and just imagining that with no music <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just it's just nothing it just would be nothing just d- no emotion at all so it, depending on the scene or the story uh it can really change a lot based on just what you hear see now we're getting into real nerd territory
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love it man
1: <laughs> <laughs> i would say movies like kind of like the dark knight or interstellar um ones where they the director and the composer really are just working super, super closely. Those are the ones that just really um, stick out because they are so good at kind of showing the story with the music instead of just being accompaniment for mm. just to fill a gap.
0: Finally, before we leave, I just got one more question for you. Mm-hmm. John Williams or Danny Elfman? Ooh,
1: okay. All right, all right. <laughs> maybe maybe you should have led with this because we could <laughs> talk forever on this stuff. <laughs> there See, there is a
0: correct answer, by the way.
1: Oh, I'm sure there is. Well, <laughs> let me just tell you. So, actually, just recently, I just got done writing uh, for a YouTube channel. They were d- kind of making a Harry Potter um tutorial kind of video uh, for some Harry Potter kind of stuff. Mm. So, they wanted a song that sounded like Harry Potter. Right. Um And then, as soon as I sat down, I realized this is way too big of a... I mean, I've bitten off more than I can chew here. I mean, like... The, one of the most <laughs> one of the most famous movie composers with the maybe the most recognizable movie theme in the last ten years and it's like just write something just like that <laughs> <can>. yeah <laughs> so I think John Williams is just a genius because of his i mean you can always know if it's a John Williams score just because it's it kind of brings a little sense of magic and there's like a theme you can always kind of hear a theme in it and everything um but Danny Elfman. He's, he's also very good at what he does. They both have their really specific kind of styles. Mm. Um, but I'd have to say, ooh, man, this is like choosing my favorite child. I don't know. <laughs> Imagine okay. if
0: they were both your kids, man. Imagine I'd have that. I'd say
1: John Williams because he's John Williams.
0: Okay. If anyone is uh, is a composer out there and they're looking for a job, feel free to contact us. We have a space available. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is Danny Elfman.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say it's not, but you know, if you like, if you like going go Boingo, I guess.
0: Oh mate, who doesn't, who doesn't, they're right out there with Mr. Bungle as well. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we can talk about this all day. Uh, where can people find you online?
1: So um, most of my traffic is going through my Facebook page at the moment. Um, that's facebook.com slash Cody Crab Music. And Crab is with two Bs. It's tricky. Uh, if you can remember it, I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is tricky. It is tr- that extra B in there. <laughs> Wicked. Well, thank you so much, Cody. This has been great having you on. And it's been good introducing you to the audience because as you know, we've got something coming up which is going to be kind of cool involving both yourself and Nicole, which will be kind of Yeah, fun. I'm very excited. Yeah, it's going to be great. So thanks again, dude. Thanks. All right. Have a good one. You too. Man, I love that guy. I get so excited when I see a new email and it's a new score. I just can't wait to listen to them. If you want to get in touch with Cody, you can email him at Cody at podcast.com. Anyway, on to today. If you remember last time in the journal, I was in the Mekong Delta with Captain Kim, finding out what the rural side of Vietnam had to offer. And it was a lot that it had to offer. So on today. I start down in the Mekong Delta. I think I'll go back up to Saigon. We'll find out. Let's dive into it. This is Hayden's Travel Journal. Start of the day with a bicycle ride into the forest, as you do. We stopped off at one of Kim's friends' places where him and his family grew and sold Cacao. Note. I actually wrote note in the journal. Note. Instead of tasting like delicious chocolate, dried cacao tastes like edible farts. I love my writing. Nong-wa, I exclaimed, which means delicious, as our host mercifully sliced open a coconut and handed me a straw. A little down the road, we stopped at a place with the most spiders I'd ever seen. Hand-sized and great in number, they dominated your view from the electrical cables that they had claimed as their own. I have a picture of this, check it out on the show notes. Ridiculous. After I bought my motorbike, we headed back into Ho Chi Minh. The cafe we stopped at had a very cute waitress, Uh, man, when I I read back on my journal it's like dude, why are you writing this stuff? Anyway, had a very cute waitress who would not stop looking and smiling at me each time she walked past. M. da plam, can't speak Vietnamese by the way, Kim told me to tell her, noticing as I had. You are beautiful, it means. So I did, I said that, so she went bright red as the other people who worked there. Let's turn the page. The other people who worked there and owned the place were looking and laughing. A man got up, and center of attention, he made gestures to signal one tall person with one hand and one short with the other, laughing and shouting in Vietnamese. He then clapped these hands together as everyone burst out laughing. Em bao new Still can't speak Vietnamese? I asked her. And so I, that mean I was asking her age, which is commonplace in Vietnam. It's not like England or anything when you don't ask girls their age. It's a bit rude, but over there, it's fine, apparently. Moi lam. She said, 15. I swear I didn't know. Your Honour. Back in Saigon, I got a scroll illustrated by a blind monk, as you do, and found a place to stay. My time in the Mekong was a lot more profound than what words written at 10pm by a tired guy whose pen is running out can say, and you really have to go to experience it. And that is so true, man. Like." you see it in movies like in the Rambo movies right i think the most recent Rambo movie anyway and it just doesn't do it justice this you see the people living there and they're living off the land and it's so it's so peaceful and it's they're just unencumbered by so many things that we we hold, not hold so dear but we think are so important they have no idea what they are and they do not care and They're so happy, man. I hear this a lot and I say this a lot. Some of the happiest people that I've ever seen are the people that have very little and the people that know of very little outside of what they have. There's no wanting. And when you have no wanting, you have no outside desires for all these things that maybe you can attain, maybe you can't attain. They just seem so free, man. Going back on script... Just wander around Saigon. I'm sure even in 10 years' time, an eight-fingered grandfather will offer the same. Cambodian landmine, by the way. That was uh, the eight fingers, I did find out. Next page. So, last night, I stayed in a backpacker's hostel in Saigon. Good news. Met a Dutch girl called Charlotte pronounced like spring onions. Bad news, didn't sleep because of a man whose demise I would cherish. Man, I seemed kind of angry. Or at least his learning not to snore anymore. Worse still, I learned last year that I have synesthesia where you can see sounds as colors and shapes. Now, I thought everyone did this, right? I was in a I was in a museum in Melbourne and we went into this thing where it was, it was shown a video and this guy was saying, yeah, when I hear sounds, I can see them as colors and shapes. And this sound is red and spiky and this sound is blue and circular. And I was like, yeah, uh, like, when is it getting to the, the interesting part? And he said in the film, he said, I thought everyone could do this, but turns out I'm the weird one. And I was like, I was looking at the girl I was with. I was like, this is I thought I I thought everyone did this. So, yeah, synesthesia. Look at it, up, man. It's It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, his snoring looked so bad. My mind's eye was violated with just these colors and shapes. Oh, man. So, this morning, after watching the sunrise from the balcony, I booked into the biggest, most businessman hotel I could find in the only executive deluxe suite they had. (laughs) Now, I went into there, right? And, um... I was wearing my travelling shorts. I had all the, I had my long hair, and like that just didn't look like I belonged there at all. But I kind of like when that happens, right? And so uh, I said, "What's your? Do you have a room?" She goes, "Yeah, we got a couple of rooms, you know." I was like, "What's your? You know, how much is this one? The 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 executive?" She said, "Oh, it's however much it was." I was like, mm, "Okay, I need something a little, a little." She goes, "Cheaper." I said, "No, no, 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 no." Let's go. Let's. Have you got nothing more? And she goes, yeah, it's double the price. I said, let's do it. Let's do it, right? And this is, I mean, it sounds extravagant, right? And it sounds not like me at all, but this is the reason why. Whilst traveling in hotels is certainly comfortable, it is a treat to switch to roughing it for a night. The opposite is also true. That's a quote or a a paraphrase from Rolf Potts from the book Vagabonding, which I really suggest you read. It had two bathrooms, two balconies, and an office. (laughs) I actually used the office too. I got a pen. I was writing some notes. Awesome. Charlotte was sure they hated us, and I agree. Totally worth it. For the first time in a long time, I have a bit of a plan. The plan is to get on the motorbike tomorrow and to head north. That's the plan. We'll see how it goes thank you so much for listening to this episode of hayden's travel journal i have so much fun reading these and sending my mind back there coming up in the journal i take that motorbike and i head up north with no plans nothing booked and it's kind of interesting it's kind of fun so Coming up on Monday is the final episode of Season 2 of the Travel Stories Podcast. It's going to be a great one. And then we'll find out why I've been introducing you to our team. There's some interesting stuff going on, and I can't wait to show you guys and get you guys involved with it. Add me on Snapchat, Travel Stories UK, and you can always email me, Hayden, at TravelStoriesPodcast.com. I do enjoy reading them, and I do answer everything. Thanks again for listening, guys. Have yourselves a good one and take it easy. Thanks for listening to the Travel Stories Podcast. Get in touch with Hayden on Twitter at Travel Stories UK or online at TravelStoriesPodcast.com where you can find all of the show notes and resources. Subscribe to the show to join us next time for another immersive, inspiring and international travel story on the Travel Stories podcast.